Welcome one and all to episode 22 of the Scum and Villainy podcast, a weekly Star Wars podcast where we break down the latest and also the greatest in Star Wars news. I am your host, Garrett McDowell, and in my co-pilot seat, what's up, Noah? It's Noah to George. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. We're back. We're I'm back here. from We're back. a... Uh, from a episode twenty one, our, our show was legal for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we our sh- our show got so drunk, our poor show. <laughs> Hence, why we're why we're coming to you late on this Friday evening. We've we've got our sunglasses on. You know, <laughs> we're inside, but our sunglasses are on. Yeah, yeah, we've got like the antacid tablets. Yeah, uh, we got oh, like this our, is our... this is not coffee in my <laughs> travel mug. <laughs> Yeah, poor guy. You need to give him like one of those like, oh, it's tomato juice and pickles and weird nonsense that, you know, there's always like the, no, this is the hangover cure. We need to give that to our show because it's, it's so trashed. Poor guy. Poor yeah, guy. When, when, when in truth, it, uh, it just <laughs> makes you throw up again and then you're all good. That's probably it because you're just yes. relieving yourself of everything. Um, but how are you doing? You doing all right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's getting busy around here, uh, but we're making it through and I'm really excited to talk about whatever the heck we're going to talk about today, which would be what? Well, let me tell you, Noah, because we have a lot to discuss today. We're going to talk about the future of Star Wars Visions, whether or not we will see some of those characters again. I don't know. Maybe we have some uh, some details about it. Uh, we've also got some new Star Wars merch coming on the way. Uh, we've got some details on a new character in Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we are closing with an in-depth discussion about a ton of new Star Wars books, which will be coming in 2022. As always, there are time codes in the description if you want to hop around or skip any of the nonsense that you don't like or hangover conversations or any other tangents that we're bound to have. <laughs> Just get to what you want and get out of there. Well, Noah, you know what I want. What do you want? I want, I want what I really, really want mm-hmm. <laughs> is some new Star Wars Visions content, which director Kenji Kamiyama confirms that we may or may not get some more of that. So the ninth Jedi, which was uh, both of our, one of our favorite episodes, if not our favorite episode in star Wars visions. Uh, he, uh, disclosed in an interview with a Japanese site called Oricon news. Uh, he is the director of the, uh, that short and he works uh, for production IG. Um, the entire interview, he talked about kind of the creative process behind the short, uh, its story and kind of how he felt, uh, it fit into the franchise. But in this interview, he discussed that he would love to make a full-length feature film out of this short, and he actually has the entire story in place. This is a quote here. He says, I'd love to have the chance of making a full-length feature out of this, and I feel I have a complete story in place. Uh, there was a, a, a very extensive uh, Twitter thread, which was translated uh, by at Norsk Akurono on Twitter. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, Uh, but they go ahead and uh, thankfully translate a lot of this interview. uh, And we get a lot of details about the creative process, what the story may be in the future and kind of how he uh, is reflecting on having this opportunity to work in star Wars. So Noah, keep it in mind that both of the, both of ourselves really loved this episode. We would like to see more of this. Um, Does this give you any more hope that we might get our wish? Well, this is truly what you want. It's it's kind of the one thing that we talked about where you get this creative space and, you know, we're kind of, I think everybody that was excited for, for Visions was kind of on pins and needles just waiting for um, a widespread reaction. You know, what's the, what's the feedback going to be? And I think that Lucasfilm and Disney have maybe uh, 
put some of their put some more of their faith, I should say, in the fact sure. that that this has garnered uh, some some really positive reactions, and mm-hmm. uh, I have no doubt that with something like this being as um, I would, it's weird because it's not a widespread success. It's a very niche success, um, but they're still going to appeal to an audience. There's an audience there that is waiting just uh, on, on bated breath for something like this. And I think both of us are included in that. Um, but it's, it's yeah. fun to see that, that what we've gotten is now, uh, I think, I mean, it's a little bit of an oxymoron, but <laughs> like knowing that it's confirmed that there may be or may not be something, uh, he confirms in, that he's interested. <laughs> yes. But I think that, uh, honestly, like, as, as a director alone, you don't get a lot of say in that. And that like that kind of thing wouldn't come about if there wasn't a precedent for it or if it wasn't uh, kind of something that was maybe greenlit, uh, you know, by the by the the mouse house saying like, hey, yeah. you know, th- this is something we could think about. Um, if they said that beforehand and now we're hearing this from a director who is like, yeah, I love doing this and and I've already got this complete story in my head. Yeah. Um, I just think, I think that's very fun and, um, I'm, I'm very excited to, to see what's going to maybe come of this because we're now getting this reaction where I think it's kind of a, I think it's maybe a signifier that Lucasfilm and Disney are saying like, you know what, this isn't just a, okay, kids go play for a little bit and then we'll be done. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I do. And I think when you when you look at this series, there are some episodes that are seemingly inherently more open ended or maybe intentionally is the better word intentionally more open ended, which to me is almost like, you know, these these uh, animation studios kind of sliding their their resume, you know, (laughs) to Disney being like, hey, look, this thing that we made. A hundred percent. We could do more. What do you I don't know. We could do more. Um, Well, then some of the some of the episodes here feel a lot more self-contained. They have a beginning, middle and end. And that's kind of it. And they wrap up there. And I think it makes a whole lot of sense that you would take some of those narrative threads and see what is clicking uh, with audiences. And uh, I, while you were talking, I was looking at a report um, that uh, an ar- article that Star Wars Newsnet had done on their website, and they were talking about the uh, social engagement of these uh, episodes. And Star Wars Visions was actually like a very high-ranking show in regards to that. Um, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know entirely what that means. Social engagement sounds like one of those big, you know, uh, big fancy <laughs> words that you have to go to school and get a degree how to know how to measure that kind of stuff. But sounds great. It sounds like people are watching Star Wars Visions and are connecting with it, whether that be going online to share their negative or positive reactions, it's getting people talking. And I think one of the episodes in particular that was getting a lot of people talking, and even those who maybe didn't care for the series, was The Ninth Jedi. And a lot of people said, you know, universally, the people that I've spoken with have pretty universally said that this is the best one. And I think that that's pretty agreed upon. Um, I don't remember if I said at the time that it was my favorite episode, but it's definitely one of, if not my favorite. Um, And I think it makes an an entire amount of sense (laughs) that this director would want to make more of that. And it doesn't surprise me that he has this entire story kind of 
uh, written or at least thought out in his mind, because when you watch the short, it really comes through. Like, it seems very obvious that he's got this very clear, distinct idea of this time period and the setting and the characters and the mood and the tone and all that kind of stuff that I would really love to revisit, you know, if, if Disney film wants to maybe not necessarily roll the dice, but revisit this, this series again. Yeah. I think there's, there's something different, um, about, um, an episode like maybe like La Pinocho or an episode like the elder where, you know, maybe they have that opportunity later in maybe another season of visions, um, or in a different media where they say, okay, well, we did this thing. And now they're telling us that they want us to continue this story. What do they do from here? Um, Whereas it does not surprise me that the ninth Jedi is uh, kind of seen as a pilot episode because it does not feel like it's, it doesn't feel open-ended in the way that it's like, well, it's over, but I bet you could imagine that there's something going on later. It legitimately feels in the best possible way, like it ends before uh, you know, it, it ends on, on a real cliffhanger that says there's more story to be told here, but this yeah. is all like, this is all you get to see for now, you know? Yeah. And I, I think it, when you were talking, I was just thinking of like, that seems like the most star Wars thing, isn't it? Cause like when you I look agree. back at the original star Wars film, like, yeah, it ends, you, you know, the, the, Death Star explodes, they get their medals, you know, hooray, hurrah kind of thing. But then there's a lot of open-ended questions. Like, who's this emperor guy that we're hearing about? The Darth Vader's still out there. Like, you know, there's like still so many. So like Luke doesn't really entirely learn the force. Like he gets kind of an idea of it. He doesn't really use this lightsaber like at all, you know, <laughs> like there's still mm-hmm. a lot of things that we could explore and, and, and learn about and, the fact that George says, well, actually, you know, this is episode four. People are like, wait a minute, there's more, uh, you know, like <laughs> kind of teasing people and getting them excited to to go on this adventure and go on this journey. And, you know, maybe you look kind of the more cynical side of it, of encouraging investors and encouraging people who are footing the bill, essentially, to invest mm-hmm. and to 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 get more out of it and uh, I I can't wait to see more and I want to ask you though when you think about Star Wars visions in, in season two do you want to see like mostly continuations of what we saw last time or would you like to see mostly new stuff or kind of a mixture of the of the two of those I I honestly would like to see mostly new stuff because mm-hmm. I feel like um, I feel like if you go that route to say okay, every studio that we did before is going to do the same thing, um, you know, and just have their episode two basically of what they did. Just, Mm -hmm. it it doesn't work with, it doesn't work with every, uh, story that they've, that they've done. It doesn't work. Um, and then even if you take those ones out and say, okay, well, how about just the ones that kind of have more story to be told like the elder or like, um, the duel or, what have you. Um, I still don't think that, I don't think that the studios themselves would want to limit themselves and say, okay, we're just going to revisit this because now we get to do another episode of our thing. Um, you know, a year from now or, or nine months from now or whatever. And then that's it. Um, because, and I obviously like, I think this connects to a lot of things, but I can't wait for that, uh, 
for the Star Wars Visions art book because I bet there's a lot of unused concept like concepts in there. And sure. you're working with these studios that have so many writers and so many animators that have so many ideas that it's only I feel like it would only be best to just be like, let's just see a bunch more stuff. You know, who knows what we're going to get? I think that's kind of where I'm at knowing what we did get and being like, wow, I didn't, there's so much of this that I did not expect. I can't wait to just get more of something that I am going to be totally blindsided by. Yeah. And I think my answer would probably be similar to what we see in a lot of other star Wars stuff is when, whether it's a new movie or a TV show or a book or comic or whatever happens, you know, feel free to, to, to explore and to tell your story and to, and to include these fun, colorful characters. And then we will go from there, like complete the story that maybe not complete, but like fully realize the story that you are wanting to tell and similar to what happened with Rogue One, you know, we say like, oh, what about this character? We want to explore some more of them. Or, you know, with the, even with Star Wars Visions, you have the, the the first episode, The Duel, and Lucasfilm, you know, seemed to really like that episode or be, or be confident in it. And they said, actually, let's explore more of that, but in a book. You know, that's kind of where I see a lot of this happening is in season two. I would love to revisit some of these stories and to see more of this. Or if they just side, decide, let's just make a Ninth Jedi miniseries, uh, you know, on Disney Plus. They have the 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 capacity to do that now. And who's to say, you know, who, who's to tell them no and maybe keep Star Wars Visions, those kind of fun little just side adventure kind of, you know, just little sandbox kind of uh, just that real sense of play and fun that we were talking about. And then, you know, spin some of the other stuff off and just kind of see what happens and, you know, be free flowing, be accepting, be, you know, all this stuff that we hear in the forest, just, you know, go with the flow. <laughs> That's my yeah, advice is you know just, you know, w- whatever seems to connect with people will go from there. And if people want more stories, then explore that. And it doesn't just have to be on TV. It could be comics, books or whatever. I would just, I would like to see more from this and whether that be a spinoff show or season two of Star Wars Visions, I'm, I'm all here for it. We're definitely, we, we here at Scum and Villainy are definitely here for it. Um, (laughs) but singularly you and I are both here for it because it's just great. Well, Noah to George, another thing that I think is great is Star Wars merch. And I think, uh, Mr. George Lucas would agree with me. And in that vein, uh, Disney and Lucasfilm announced a new campaign titled Bring Home the Bounty, which will feature new toys, merchandise, bur- books, video games, and many, many more good little things that you can take home. Uh, they will be announced. These products will be announced every week for the next 12 weeks. And the last week will be on December 28th, uh, which is the day before the release of the book of Boba Fett. So Noah got a lot of yeah. goodies coming, got a lot of fun surprises. Are you going to be checking your little star Wars advent calendar to see what <laughs> fun little <laughs> things that you Ooh, could, uh, what you chocolate could... do I get this week? That's, <laughs> it sounds, it sounds like something that is, uh, going to really tempt my wallet. You know what I mean? Sure. I, uh, I just recently like, uh, connected my credit card to like my Apple pay because I forgot my wallet at home. And then I Uh-oh. had to like use my phone to pay for gas. And I was like, well now I, now I understand why like <laughs> excessive shopping happens because it's really satisfying to buy things just by holding your phone up to the register. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but, yeah. uh, I hear this and I, and I think, Wow, 
like all new stuff for visions and bad batch and like many, many more other things. Yeah. Oh, my wallet's going to be crying. Yeah. It's that, it's that one tap buy thing to where like, if you had to put it in the cart and, you know, make sure the address, the credit card and all that stuff are yeah, correct like, and oh, then I place can, order. Yeah. You're like, I think it's I a can lot pay of steps. for this. Yeah. And then it's, like, oh yeah. no, shipping is, oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Never yeah, mind. It's, it's a lot of steps, but the one tap, you're just like, bam. All right. It's on its way. <laughs> Don't boom, think about boom, it until it's here. <laughs> boom. Don't care. Yeah, but as you mentioned, uh, some, even though the book of Boba Fett will uh, largely uh, uh, serve as some sort of inspiration for some of the products and uh, the, the the goodies that we are going to see, we're also going to see a lot more uh, from other corners of the Star Wars galaxy, including Star Wars Visions, uh, The Bad Batch, and The Mandalorian, and probably lots of other things. Um, I also included in the show notes here, which you can see an image a- attached to, not oh, you, the listener, it. but you, you know it, a George, because this is a, this is an audio medium. <laughs> you know how it is. Uh, but there is actually a calendar online at starwars.com, uh, which features a lot of uh, these little logos, they look like little holograms for each of the weeks that kind of tease what are some of the potential products that we will see um, uh, uh, unleashed. Uh, and there, not only does there seem to be uh, uh, talks of some video game news, but also there's some High Republic merch, which is soon to be on its way. Um, I'm hoping that we actually get some figures for the High Republic. We have lots of t-shirts and wonderful things to choose from, but I would love to get some, you know, some Black Series figures or some vintage figures or something like that, because uh, there's something about reading, you know, reading mm-hmm. all those names and then actually being able to put like a name to a face and all that good stuff. But Noah, I want to ask you here, what is some stuff that you're hoping that, um, the, you know, George Lucas comes down your chimney with and <laughs> gives, here's what I want and, and gives you on Christmas morning. This is the only thing I want. Okay. All I want for Christmas and by Christmas, I mean, December 29th, uh, or sure. 28th, sorry. Every Uh, week until then, too. Every week until then, as well. (laughs) All I want is, like, some really good Bad Batch stuff. And, like, I can go to Box Lunch and I can get a Bad Batch shirt that's just a picture of Wrecker with, like, some graffiti behind it. And it says Wrecker underneath his little character poster. I'm sure I could find that anywhere. But Mm -hmm. I want, like, I want some figurines. I want, like, Omega with her bow. I want, like some really, I I want some really like, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a, I'm a deep cut kind of person, you know, (laughs) but the one thing I want the most is I just want the recipe for Mantel mix. That's all I want. There you go. Yeah. For Bad Batch stuff specifically, there are like some black series, you know, figures out there. I don't think that there's a lot of Omega. I'm going to like double check while we're talking here, but I don't think that there's like a lot of Omega Funko Pops. Uh, right. There's a cut. Somebody made a custom Black Series figure, um, but yeah, there's not a lot of um, yeah, just the Funko Pops. Unfortunate. Interesting. Unfortunate. See, that's the thing is, is I I understand pushing um, the new things. Uh, obviously, I would love to see uh, some of the stuff from Star Wars Visions realized. I think there's so many cool lightsaber designs that I would love to see some toys of stuff like that. Sure. Um, you know, but. Yeah, I guess uh, the more that I'm thinking about it, I just have a very fond memory of our times talking about the Bad Batch and no, like thinking back to and realizing that it is, <laughs> it is that was actually a long time ago. <laughs> it seems like it was like last year. <laughs> yeah, no, legitimately. Uh, yeah, I would love to. Um, I would love to get some kind of 
wall art, like actual yep. official posters and, and things like that. There's a lot of Mando stuff out there. And, uh, Too you know, much, I think, one might say. Well, I, I think in the spirit of Star Wars, they've got their bases covered. You know, <laughs> you can get the baby Yoda, like, deodorant practically. You know, like, I understand. It's, it's There's a lot out there. But, yeah, as I mentioned, some higher public stuff would be fantastic. I'd love to get some... Some maybe some statues or something like that. Maybe some oh, good yeah. diamond select stuff. Um, you were talking about the Bad Batch. I was looking online and just admiring those. Um, it's not part of this, but the Hot Toys. I don't know if you've seen those, but they've I got have. like, they've got the photo reel. You know, the uh, uh, Tamara Morrison uh, head sculpt there, which looks so cool. Um, it's like cool to see those characters. You know, in a, animated, kind of realized in live action. Don't know what Omega would look like. <laughs> 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 that would be look like one of those like Snapchat filters where it like makes you look like a girl, but it yeah. just Tamara <laughs> Morrison, a tiny little like blonde, a, a child. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, if we're not doing like a Force Friday this year, which I can understand, um, I, I love this kind of weekly, um, you know, uh, this weekly rollout of 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 products and all these things. I also understand that you know the. COVID's still very much an issue and maybe doing like a big fan event and getting people all packed into, you know, a target <laughs> maybe isn't the best idea. Like I completely understand that. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the products that we uh, will be revealed here. Uh, but not only are there going to be toys, but Noah, we're also maybe going to be getting some video game news. What, um, kind, of, what kind of video game news are we talking here? So we don't really know. We just have a date that um, in December we are going to be getting some some video game products maybe announced or available for pre-order. We don't really know. Um, we've talked about a lot about some upcoming Star Wars video games, um, some stuff for the um, Oculus, some uh, stuff for the Nintendo Switch with Star Wars Hunters. There's a lot of different Star Wars video games coming down the pipeline, which is fantastic. That's what a lot of people were kind of hoping for when ea relinquished the you know this singular studio that makes star wars video games mm -hmm. um there seems to be a lot of stuff coming um but we don't really know specifically um what it will be do you have any guesses or hopes on uh what we could uh could see here um i have a feeling that it's probably some type of announcement for fallen order 2 um Ooh. i that's super likely to me um yeah. just because i mean for as as many reactions as Jedi Fallen Order had, put mm -hmm. it that way, um, think me in frustration, just like throwing my controller boy. out the apartment <laughs> again. We're talking about fond memories here. I can clearly yeah. imagine uh, Garrett bringing home his projector one fateful evening <laughs> and locking himself in the room and me with him in there. Uh, I didn't really yeah, have a choice right. in that. And just, you know, just firing yeah. up Jedi fallen order. Cause he's like, I got it. It's here. It's happening. And this is what's going to be happening here for the, for the next uh, six hours or so. Yeah. And, and three uh, of those are me fighting the Ogdo Bogdo. <laughs> Ogdo Bogdo. <laughs> it was the Ogdo Bogdo all along. Oh my uh, God. So, I, I think I, I'd seen like not to get like too much on a tangent here. I had seen a lot of people do exactly what I had done yes. and like went into that little cave entrance, like lured him in there, like slash slash slash, and then get back in the cave and then go out and do the exact same thing hey until man, he's dead. A video game which is a is video game. So Some funny things to me. never change. <laughs> no, really, it's just great that a lot of people were like, "No, we're going to do the exact same thing," because <laughs> yes. everyone was having such a hard time beating this big, thick boy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I do, I do expect uh, that because of our 
collective Star Wars fan outcry for more of more and better of of something like Jedi Fallen Order. Sure. Uh, I think that we'll be getting something along those lines very soon, if not something else that is maybe um, a Star Wars uh, like single player uh, campaign style game. Totally, yeah. Some... Well, we've we've heard news about some some old Republic stuff. We also got yep. you know the we got the 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 announcement of the 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 remake coming soon. We've also got some news on some open world stuff. So as far as video games concerned. Honestly, it's your guess is as good as mine because there really is a there's a lot of things to choose from in regards to the to the video game world, which is great. You know, it's a an an excellent problem to have. You know, yes. which which <laughs> super fun game will it be this time? <laughs> yeah, there's um a lot of good stuff to uh, to look forward here. Um, just going back to the figures and things, I know a lot of people. Um, feel maybe a little frustrated that the rise of Skywalker hasn't received a lot of action figure love. Um, maybe I, I would, I would bet my, my, my bottom dollar that there's probably going to be some more Ben Solo stuff. Like we have a, we've got a Funko pop, but I could see like a, like a black series thing coming down the, down, down the, down the pipeline. I could see that as far as the Mandalorian goes, like I, I have zero guesses other than like products for the new season or whatever. Yeah, it's or just, just like, Oh wow. Another little baby Yoda figurine that you can sure. Yeah. Do. Well, the Mandalorian season three is like just started, you know, uh, filming. So I don't think that we're going to get much of that. Um, but it's just yeah. like, yeah, I, there's so much stuff out there, which is great. It's, it's so great to see a lot of baby Yoda stuff. And, you know, it feels like star Wars is like, as far as the merch thing is, 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 is uh, coming back for sure. Um, but I, I, I have no idea cause I don't know what baby Yoda isn't on, you know? <laughs> well, we talked about it last time, how like there's, you know, the, the new black series Mando figure for season two. Yeah. Um, where it's just like, yeah, he looks pretty much the same as he always does. <laughs> um, but he's just in a different pose this time. Yeah. You know, uh, that, that, I could, I could expect to see maybe some, uh, some, uh, Luke Skywalker, maybe, you know, some Luke Skywalker stuff, oh, yeah. maybe some, oh, yeah, yeah uh, maybe some Trapper Wolf stuff. I know that that was like a, a exclusive figure of, of that, but yeah, I'd, I'd, uh, uh, I'd love to see maybe some of the side weirdos of the Mandalorian. That'd be, that'd be great. More, some, some more frog lady. Give me Absolutely. black series frog lady, please. <laughs> I want black series frog lady and I want black series, uh, Mon Calamari in a cable knit sweater. Oh, that's what please, I want. Please, please. <laughs> that is oh, man, all I want. That talk about all you want for Christmas. It's not you from Mariah Carey. <laughs> it is that figure uh, exclusively. Uh, moving on from there, we've got some new quotes here from uh, one Mr. Kamel Nanjiani, who is uh, discussing his his new quote unquote substantial role in the Disney Plus series Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, he had an interview with Empire about the upcoming series, and he uh, discussed how he landed the role um, and what it was like on set. Now, I want to I want to read this quote because uh, the the latter half of it is 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 pretty funny. Well, so be- before you read it, I yes. I just recently watched The Big Sick, so I for have, the first time. No, no, no. I rewatched oh. it. Uh, oh, I was about to say. I was like, oh, it's a I, delight. I just recently <laughs> rewatched it. Yeah. Um, so I will I will be. Uh, 
very easily picturing Camille Nanjiani's voice okay. as you I read will this. not be doing an impersonation because I feel like it may be horribly offensive. Yes. Uh, so okay. <laughs> I'm going to read it in my We're very normal you on voice. That one. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, but he says, my agents called me and it was the whole group of them that never called you. And I was like, okay, this is either amazing news or really awful news. And they're like, they want you to play this part in Obi-Wan and apparently it's substantial. So I talked to Deborah Chow and we had this great conversation and the character sounded awesome. I was so excited to hear about this character. We haven't seen this exact thing in Star Wars yet, uh, but this is like a new version of a type of character that we've seen in Star Wars. And he goes on and saying, uh, I had this moment. I heard uh, Ewan was super nice. And then we got to know each other a little bit, just hanging out and talking. Then there was this weird moment where I'm talking to Ewan and then they yell action. And he started talking to me and I was like, oh, I'm talking to Obi-Wan right now. <laughs> this is not Ewan McGregor. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi that I'm talking to. Uh, my character is supposed to be a little intimidated by him. And I was a little bit intimidated. You know, it's fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. What are you going to do? Uh, I just, I love that last little bit there. So I think good. that that's so uh, good. Uh, very relatable considering that if I, you know, it was ever lucky enough to meet you and McGregor, it's hard not to think of him as, wow, that's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, but uh, not only is the, the funny little details here about uh, his experience on set, uh, but we get some new hints about maybe the type of character that he may be playing. He says that we've seen, uh, we haven't seen this exact thing in Star Wars yet. It's the new version of a type of character in Star Wars that we have seen. So Noah, hearing these little uh, these little details, these little uh, these little tidbits, is there anything that um, makes you uh, perk up a little bit? Any any uh, any hunches that you have? Well, I had three thoughts, exactly three, um, just three of them. Upon hearing this, okay. okay. The, the first thing I'm thinking two of them is, are about what you're going to have for dinner, <laughs> right? And then the third one is important. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> um, no. So the 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 first thought that I had was how can someone like Camille Nanjiani, who's great and lovable, and yes. you know how can he be anything he's other than now? Yes, and he's also jacked. Ooh, I wonder if this is pre-jacked. Do you think it's like like no, it's post-jacked. Like, is it post-jacked? I was wondering what, it, like, it would be so bizarre to see him and you know, Eternals, and then three months later see him just like kind of a normal-looking dude. <laughs> Granted, he will probably be wearing some kind of Tatooine garb, uh, probably. You know, so he'll be mostly covered. Unfortunately, flux out you know, of for it. us, <laughs> just rip open, just rip all of it. Um, <laughs> here, my first thought was, you know, how can we not see him as just some? some funny character who is, sure. uh, who is likely a human or a humanoid, um, species. Yeah. Um, and then my, my, you know, a after that I was like, well, that doesn't, that doesn't quite line up. It can't be, it can't be that easy. This was my mm -hmm. second thought. Okay. My second thought was, will okay. it be great to have a voice like Camille Nanjiani as a droid, um, yeah. or some, some kind of droid. Mm -hmm. Um, then after that I was like, well, but wait, I think that's too like on the nose. Okay. Funny guys is funny over here. Let's, let's put him in some, yeah. some motion capture stuff and we'll make him into a droid. Then I had a third thought and this is probably the more ridiculous one, but okay. I would love if this were true. Um, I had like a, a, a flashback to, uh, star Wars rebels. Okay. When Kanan is talking to, uh, the, Oh God, I'm blanking on his name. It starts with a B. Okay. It's, um, oh my goodness. 
it's I'm like, lost. I don't, I don't have, I don't, I can't help you out here. Hold on. I barely I'm, know what you're talking about. <laughs> hold on, hold on, viewers, listeners, rather. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up his name because this is important. Well, while you're looking it up, I'll go off of what you were previously saying yes. about the droid. I, I definitely don't think that he's playing a droid because funny guy is a funny, sassy droid is something that we've seen abundantly in Star Wars. <laughs> yes. He'd be just straight up lying if he's like, no, I've, I'm really something new that you've never seen before. I'm a droid, but here's the thing. I'm kind of funny. You know, you're right, <laughs> it's like right. it's literally like any Star Wars property has a character like that, whether they speak or not not like with the case of Chopper. Um, but yeah, I think in, there's a lot of different possibilities and I definitely understand what you're talking about of wanting to keep his personality, whether that be in his voice or also just keeping being able to see his face. You don't want really to cover him up in a bunch of makeup and make him, you know, this unrecognizable creature that you are, are dubbing and putting subtitles with. You want to be able to to see his voice and to see his face. Now, so, do you have do you have yes, what you were talking I, about I here? I do. I'm ready. Um, speaking of unrecognizable creatures, I had the flashback to Kanan talking to Bendu, um, who oh. is kind yeah, of yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes, yeah. the in between force creature thing. You could, you, if you would have just kept going, I would have been able to help you out there. Right, <laughs> but I know. Like he's talking I, I, with this guy. <laughs> all I remember, <laughs> you didn't know you meant my, like my... mystical <laughs> giant force creature <laughs> in the woods. Well, I wanted to get the name because I, I wanted to be proud of myself. Yeah, he's the Bindu. All I could remember was my dad texted me when he was rewatching. Uh, when he was rewatching Star Wars Rebels and his yeah. like voice to text uh, auto corrected Bendu to something really inappropriate, and that's all I could think of. Um, <laughs> like it's <laughs> and I not was that. Like, and I was like, "Hey man, what are you what are you talking about?" Dude? That's hilarious. <laughs> and he was like, "I meant to say Bendu." Um, <laughs> I, I would love if it was something as like as kind of grandiose as that. That's like so out there and so Star Wars and so like kind of this ta- where Tatooine is kind of this world of really dangerous mystery that's like you know there's ancient creatures and whatnot and i just think that would be something very cool but i i do unfortunately highly doubt that that's something we would see for sure so i have i have no idea i'm all over the place on this one um yeah i like i think when you think about that the he says the type of Star Wars character. Right. It makes me just kind of cycle through in Star Wars. It's like, okay, what are the titles, uh, you know, the kind of the subcategories of Star Wars people? There's, you know, there's rebels. Obviously, there's like imperial people, <laughs> uh, people who work for the Empire. There's Jedi. There's Sith. There's bounty hunters. There's, you know, droids. There's like a, a lot of different little there's subcategories. The there's Frankie the Hutt, who's often his own little. No, there's like crime lords and, you know, gangsters and smugglers. And, you know, uh, you, you, there's a lot of little kind of subcategories that one could fit into. The one that makes me think of like, okay, well, we haven't seen that before. I would think of like a very silly kind of goofy bounty hunter. Like, I don't think we've seen something quite like that before. And I know it's a bit of a cliche and I don't expect Kumail Nanjiani to be super caught up on, you know, canon and all those kind of things. So if he was like, yeah, he's a rebel, but he's actually kind of funny and he's this alien. And we don't really, we haven't really seen a lot of that before. You could easily be like, well, actually in Star Wars Battlefront 2, there's (laughs) like you could, you could always go that route. But I think something that I would expect to see more in this is probably something of he is the scum and villainy kind of character, but maybe has a bit of a, a, a sillier side to him that we're not used to seeing with a character like like Boba Fett or Bosk or Dengar or something like that. That's something that I could expect to see him in, but 
I think above all, I just I, I love his spirit in this interview. There's a lot more that I, I didn't include here. Um, but I, you know, a lot of the quotes that we talk about here kind of cover the same thing to where yeah. it's like, oh, I was a big Star Wars fan growing up and being on set. You know, even though a lot of those quotes are talked about pretty heavily um, whenever someone is new to Star Wars. It's um, pretty universal. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if they are like a childhood fan like that. Um, it still just brings me a lot of joy to see someone who's, you know, grown up with not just the, the original trilogy, but maybe not didn't grow up, but was definitely a fan or at least a viewer of the prequels. And he's, you know, now face to face with Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> like, that's got to be such a fun experience and someone who's got to be new to all of this. You know, it's, 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 it's cool that he was able to have that. And it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's cool to see that or hear that Ewan McGregor just like slips back into this role. And it's just like, yeah, you know, I think that's there kind of he the is. Big, There's the, Obi-Wan. The biggest you know? thing is it's like, boy, you're really face to face with like, wow, this is happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we also getting like some more details of him saying that uh, his character is supposed to be a little bit intimidated by him. So I think that that also leads me to believe that he is a little meek, maybe a little sillier. I don't see him being like this super cool, I don't know, whatever you want to call him, because mm-hmm. I, I think we've seen a lot of those types of characters. Also, I just don't think it really fits his personality. So silly bounty hunter is my is I'm, I'm pushing my 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 my, uh, my credits in. That's where well, I'm he's all my in. bets. He's he's, all I'm all in. in on silly bounty hunter. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to be rolling the chance cube. That's for sure. <laughs> that's absolutely right. Uh, whether it'll be red, blue, or any of the other ones, that'd be a cool prop to have, like a little chance it's just cube. A, it's I bet a they sell something die like that. That's only red or blue. Literally yeah, just but flip a coin. Again, you know what I mean? I, just flip a coin. Sure. <laughs> I didn't think about that before. You it's big like, moron. Yeah, it's, you, you think that it's a, like a one in six chance, you know, but it's just 50-50 the same thing what a big moron he (laughs) deserves to have anakin taken away from him on that part alone not even the slavery part being bad just on the exclusive him and his opinion on dice versus Uh, he's he's (laughs) doing all right for himself he's selling wookie paws and whatnot and apparently still alive during the uh the yeah during the empire as we we discussed last week uh but noah we got a big conversation to have here let's 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 quit messing around here it's time to get serious um, serious about a lot of stuff A lot of stuff, because this week it was announced that in 2022, Star Wars books are going to be coming at a a ridiculous pace. They're going to be like coming out of your windows and your walls. You can't even shut your door with how much Star Wars books are coming. Uh, We've got one, two, three, and four titles to discuss here. Um, I've got some little synopses about them as well as the um, the authors and all these kind of things to discuss here. But before we break down all of this kind of stuff, Noah, I want to let's let's disclose our our experience and kind of our our journey with Star Wars books and our, our literature journey here. Um, I know I'm a bit of a reader. I'm a famously a delayed reader. I'm still reading Into the Dark. Um, mm-hmm. I I got paused because of the moving situation that I just completed recently, and I'm still wanting to get back into all of that. But even still, I have an entire bookshelf of Star Wars books that I need to read. Uh, but tell those who maybe aren't a little bit familiar, what is your kind of your history, or your baggage here with some Star Wars books? Well, we've I know we've talked about it a little bit with like uh, the the Legends books being. Uh, something that I read very heavily when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far I have read uh, of like the Del Rey published yeah. books. Yeah. The um, new canon stuff. I've read approximately 0%. 
Dang. Not even half of a percentage. Not even half of a percentage. I'll tell you what. Here's my here's my uh, extended history. I'm ready. Just the other week, I did pick up um, from a certain point of view uh, from the library. I oh, picked cool. it up and I said, great. And then the lady said, you can't check out more than this many books because you just got your library card. And I said, from a certain point of view, we'll have to wait. Uh, and oh, so I put it back man. on the shelf. But yeah. I did peruse um, and I've got kind of a laundry list now that I have a library card and I've got some time during the day. I've got like a couple times during work where I can take a break. Yeah. Um, so our our local library here has uh, Bloodline, Alphabet oh. Squadron, uh, nice. From a certain point of view, Master and Apprentice, um, believe they have a, a Timothy Zahn book, but I can't remember which one. Um, they've got another Claudia Gray book. I can't remember which one. Probably um, Leia. No, they don't have Leia. Lost Stars? Lost Stars. There it is. There you go. They have I've Lost heard that's Stars. a great one to jump into. I, I own it, but I haven't I haven't started reading it but yet. That, but that's kind of where I'm at is I was like, okay. I'm going to be serious about this and um, probably because I owe it to myself as a Star Mm -hmm. Wars fan. I I probably do. Uh, And as somebody who would like to get back into reading. um, So I've got kind of my laundry list and I'm, you know, looking for a place to start. Uh, That's where I am. Yeah. And that's that's about it. I think we'll dive into it a little bit here because the first book that I wanted to talk about was Shadow of the Sith. Um, and the reason that I think this is a good one to start off with what you were just talking about is I think that this book will be a great example of kind of filling in some missing details and yes. kind of filling in the lines a little bit of some of the spots that are maybe a bit missing. Now, this book is going to be written or is written by Adam Christopher. Um, it's scheduled to be published by Del Rey on June 28th, 2022, and will focus on Luke Skywalker, Lado Calrissian, and the growing threat of the Sith Eternal. Now, I don't have the entire synopsis here, but it's also going to be uh, featuring an appearance of Ochi of Bastoon, who is going to be uh, featuring quite heavily here. Uh, and he is going to be tasked with kidnapping a young girl, which we assume is going to be Rey. Oh, finally. Uh, it is also going to be dealing with uh, Lando's kidnapped daughter from the First Order, or maybe the aftermath of that. Uh, and also, we are going to be interacting with Ray's parents, who will also uh, play a part of this story here, too. So now even some more baggage that you and I both have. Uh, we both have a certain perspective and a certain opinion and a certain feeling uh, about the rise of Skywalker. I think you mean to also- say a certain point of view. Matt. <laughs> Got him. Got him. That's why you're the co-host of this podcast. That's sure why. <laughs> um, but we've also talked about in the past of how, you know, now that the, the, the film has come out, it, you know, there we can either choose to, we can choose the dark and continue to just kind of fester and dislike the things that we dislike, or we can move on from here and try to enjoy the things that are there and maybe hopefully some supplemental material or, you know, well, like books or comics or whatever, will maybe in, 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 uh, enlighten us and maybe actually change our perspective a little bit. Cause I know that's how I was with the prequels and in star Wars clone wars is it made me actually, it enhanced my experience of watching the prequels and, and you know, it, it, it just made it a lot more richer and more lived in. And I think that this book will actually probably do some of the same because we are going to be getting those details of Ochi of Bastoon and Ray's parents and maybe not, you know, maybe not making it required reading for you to enjoy Rise of Skywalker, but I think will nonetheless make your experience of that film a little bit better. Am I crazy here? Am I crazy? Am I I off on my own little Octo Island? 
No, I, I don't think that you're crazy. Here, here's my my issue though, um, and it's it's mm-hmm. I I don't want to say that it's like okay, well I am uh, steadfast in my in my opinion, and uh, you know you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to do anything to change that. That's not that's not what I'm saying. Um, however, you do know me, and you know my thoughts, and I do. Uh, I, I have felt. And we've talked about this a little bit before um, with Ochi of Bestoon being uh, featured in some comic stuff. Yeah. We've, we've talked about this before where my, I am of the opinion that what has been done, let's just say, because I don't want to just rag on episode nine, what yeah. has been done in the sequel trilogy has been done for better or worse. The damage has been done. Okay. We'll call it damage because we're just going to say that damage is not inherently a bad thing. It's just something that affects the way that something exists now (laughs) until forever. Sure. (laughs) Okay. Let's just say what's been done has been done and and opinions can change of those kind of things. But Mm -hmm. what it feels like is these, you know, the novelization of the rise of Skywalker or the, you know, supplemental Ben Solo comics and the, like the Snoke comics and the, you know, Ochi of Bestoon being in, in the comics, these things feel like attempts to revitalize and reshape the things that have been done when mm-hmm. the things that have been done are very solid. They're very uh, immovable almost. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a lot that can be that can be changed to a completely different perspective by adding, you know, more information about what happened previously. Um, because I'll say it in, in the rise of Skywalker, the things that do happen are frankly still dumb. And, yeah. you know, you, especially cause I'm, I'm on this Ochi thing, right. Where, and raise parents as well. That decision was made. And no amount of explanation, as we've seen from a lot of different sources, no amount of explanation is going to say, okay, great. Now I don't have any questions about it. So there's that. I just still don't, I don't care for it. So I think, yeah, I think the thing with me and and, and I get, I get what you're saying. And I definitely understand the frustration I've, I've said in the past that I think that star Wars books and comics should, should supplement the films, not substitute the story of the films to where it's like, you, it shouldn't be homework that you read this book in order to enjoy the movie. Yeah. But the same way that I'm able to enjoy solo or star Wars rebels or uh, star Wars, uh, rogue one is, and is, Excuse me. The same way that I'm able to enjoy Solo or Rogue One because of the fact that I've seen Star Wars Rebels, to me is is kind of the same thing here. No, I don't think that this is necessarily required reading for you to enjoy um, The Rise of Skywalker. And I think the primary reason for that is the the story of that film is not this book. Yeah, it's not. The, yeah. it's not. The, it's not. The, the, the perspective of the rise of Skywalker and the story that that movie is telling is not about Ochi of Bastoon. It's not about Ray's parents. It's, it's not, not even about, about it's not about Lando's daughter and it's not about Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So that film still will quote unquote stand on its own, regardless of your feelings. It's still its own adventure. But I think if you, if you are willing to dive in and explore those little corners, because that's always been what's something that I've loved about star Wars is, you can read a book or you can, you can watch a movie 
And, you know, there are these small little characters like, like Boba Fett, for example, who are kind of inconsequential to, you know, what you're seeing in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things. And you can really dive in and into TV shows or video games or whatever. And they become like a fan favorite character. But when you, when you watch the rise of Skywalker and you read the visual dictionary that says Lando Calrissian's daughter was actually kidnapped. It's not even really mentioned in the film. I think when you read a book like this and focus about and focus on Luke Skywalker and it can at least kind of, excuse me, it could influence the, the, the person that we see in the last Jedi to where we see this person who has this perspective on, on the, the, the dark side and it coming back. And I think we could start, that's something that I do think might interest you though, is seeing Luke Skywalker. And I know you uh, appreciate the last Jedi. I'm literally wearing the shirt right now. So I, I'm, I'm a fan of the, of the film. Um, I think you could see kind of the, 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 the shades of that coming to be to where you could be like, I just defeated this thing. I, I thought I did this thing and it's coming back in the Sith eternal. And you know, it seems to be the cyclical thing that doesn't really seem to cease. It doesn't really seem to end. So I could see the Octo, the Octo Luke that we eventually do get, but see shades of that in this. And I also think that this could do a really great job of showing the horror of the first order and that they're willing to kidnap children to, you know, children that they've targeted specifically of our heroes. Like that seems really dark and horrible. And yeah, again, the Ochi of Bastoon and Ray's parents and Palpatine's just rando kid, you know, like right. might, might not be the most compelling thing here, but I, I, I would in, encourage maybe you or others who might feel a bit burned by the, the sequel trilogy and are maybe wanting to get into some of the books more. I think some things like this could, if not change your entire perspective, I, I don't think that that's going to happen. And I'm going to read this book and be like, Oh, I love the rise of Skywalker now, but I think I could watch it and start to pick out things that make me go, Okay, well, the Ochi of Bastoon thing works a bit better for me because right. the same way that, you know, Rogue One had certain issues for me, if I was actually like, well, what if this was just an episode of Star Wars Rebels or this was just kind of this side episode and it wasn't this, oh, it's a Star Wars movie, so it better be this, you know, fully fully realized things with this, like these super complex characters and all that kind of stuff. I think when you, when my point is, is when you enjoy some of these other supplementary material, supplementary materials, I think it could kind of color your, your perspective on the films or at least enhance it in a way, maybe not completely change it, but I think, you know, something like this could be an example of that. And I'm curious. I don't know if this one's going to be the first one out of this list that I'm going to be checking out, but I'm definitely curious to see um, the direction that they take some of these characters because I I do think that there are some interesting corners here for sure. Yeah, and it's and it's not like this is focusing on the repainting of the characters, right? We're obviously getting the characters that we that we know that we're familiar with, and yeah, um, you know, this is all just like you said. I mean, it is really the the stuff on the periphery. Um, yeah, I think that's the only thing I'm, I'm afraid of or nervous about is being told, oh, you you know, I, I don't want to be told from somebody that, that loves episode nine um, yeah. or somebody that's trying to <clears throat> promote these stories and say like, oh, you didn't like that part. Well, you really should go read this, sure. you know? Yeah, because I could totally understand that. gesturing no, too much. No, you're good. I can understand why that could be frustrating for people. And I don't think that this book or really any other book is claiming to, nor should claim to do that. I think that yeah. these books yeah. and those films should stand on their own 
but you know, like it's just like a little bit of seasoning, just like a little bit of extra flavor that when you watch the film, you can go, Ooh, I, I, I actually know a little bit more about that character or that relationship kind of hits a bit more true for me because I've spent 400 pages with those characters. Like, I think that that's completely fair and, and, and pretty natural to be honest. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm still here for it. I'd like to know how things shake out, but uh, what else sure. do we got here? Uh, the next book that we're going to be talking about here is uh, written by Mike Chen. It's his first Star Wars novel, even though he contributed to uh, a, a certain point of view, the Empire Strikes Back edition. Uh, it's called Brotherhood, uh, and it is a novel about Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship during the Clone Wars. Now, I did include uh, some of the summary here about what this book is about, because I think that this one, um, there's a lot of stuff in here, and I think it'll be fascinating to uh, to break down here. So uh, it starts off by saying, after an explosion devastates Cato Nemoidia, the jewel of the Trade Federation. The Republic is blamed and the fragile neutrality of the planet is threatened. The Jedi dispatch Obi-Wan Kenobi, one of the Order's most gifted diplomatic minds, to investigate the crime and maintain the balance that has begun to dangerously shift. As Obi-Wan investigates with the help of a heroic Nemoidian guard, he finds himself working against the Separatists who hope to draw the planet into their conspiracy and senses the sinister hand of Asajj Venturists in the midst that cloak the planet. God, uh, that's, the, oh man, I'm like, I'm popping a chub right now. That's oh God. <laughs> well, I'm not done. So <laughs> you might want to holster that okay. uh, amid the brewing chaos. Anakin Skywalker rises to the rank of Jedi Knight, despite the mandate that Obi-Wan travels alone and his former master's apprentice insists that he listen to this time. Anakin's headstrong determination means nothing can stop him from crashing the party and bringing along a promising but conflicted youngling. Wow. A lot of stuff there. Wow. Uh, that's why. I, that's why I included all of that. But out of all of the stories, not to show my 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 cards a little bit too too much here, but this is the one that tickles my little fancy. I am so stoked for this. This sounds like, like required reading if uh, if you're a Star <laughs> Wars novel fan. I I just think it's great that uh, that Michael Chen or Mike Chen is is being yeah. trusted to to helm this seemingly uh, riveting story. For sure. I, I'm, and also is covering a lot of big canon stuff. Too. Oh my goodness. So much stuff. Um, yeah. not, not only like the, you know, a, a sprawling cast of characters and places, but, mm -hmm. um, a lot of really interesting relationships and a lot of, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's one thing we we've talked about how, uh, you and I both feel about the prequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm getting to the point now where upon, um, numerous rewatches as an adult, um, mm -hmm. I've grown very fond of all three of the prequel movies. Um, it, I, I think the, uh, the most recent time that I rewatched attack of the clones was like the least difficult to sit through. I was kind of just like, I, you know what? I'm in a happy place right now, even though I'm yeah. watching attack of the clones. And, yeah. uh, if there's one thing that I love, especially now as a functioning adult, it is semi-functioning, a semi-functioning adult. Yeah. It is diplomatic intrigue it is yeah. diplomatic crime corruption and boy howdy that just sounds that sounds so thrilling yeah this this uh, this book seems to be really appealing to that attack the clones kind of uh, perspective of of obi-wan here um where you have him going off on this mission 
set apart from Anakin, seemingly, and in and, and Ahsoka and all that other stuff. And that's what you get in, in Attack of the Clones, which I've always liked about that, is he has his own little, like, noir film thing going on to where he, you know... <laughs> Weirdly he go- enough, there's a lot of neon... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like it, it's very inspired by that where he goes yeah. to like goes to the library, isn't able to find what he needs. But he's like, I know a guy. And he goes to this seedy kind of underbelly of Coruscant and meets an old friend who has this kind of insider knowledge of the galaxy. What do you and, know? What do you know? And then I have his figure up here. He's looking at me. What's up, bud? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes off on this little adventure by himself. And, you know, is just like seems like he's away from the kids for a little bit, you know. And I love the idea that a newly appointed Jedi Knight Anakin who seemingly is kind of like on quote unquote kind of even you know keeled with with Obi-Wan here is 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 following him bringing along his new apprentice of, of course Ahsoka to go on this adventure I think that that's like fantastic that obi-wan is probably like oh my god i thought i was going to get like one moment of peace and quiet without without anakin uh following me but i wanted to talk here about the idea of a newly appointed knighting of uh, anakin skywalker because i think that this book um, above many others is probably going to be covering some of the biggest things in canon that we're go- probably going to be able to see covered in star wars books because i think that you know, the books are coming to a point where we're like this specifically Clone Wars is done. Clone Wars is not, we're not going to go back and visit Clone Wars. So in order to cover something like this, which hasn't really been covered in canon before the nighting right. of, of Anakin, other than the Tartakovsky Clone Wars, we've never seen this before. So unless you're going to see it like in a comic book or a book, it's got to be in one of the two. Cause you're not going to see it in a video game. Probably you're definitely not going to see it on TV. Maybe in the Obi-Wan series, I don't know, maybe it seems kind of like a weird sidetrack thing to go on to like, oh, you know that one line in Revenge of the Sith, like the, the business on Cato Nemoidia, which sounds like kind of a title this, this book could be, <laughs> Brotherhood colon, <laughs> the business on Cato Nemoidia. Um, I, I, I think that you're going to have to cover something like this in a book. And I, I love that we're finally getting that opportunity to tell these big stories that aren't, you know, exclusive for for the High Republic or something like that. But it's like, no, it's just a big story, a big kind of, again, kind of required reading to, 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 for Star Wars fans here. There's, there's so much to sink your teeth into. And I'm, again, I'm, I think I'm that thrilled. That's, the, that's probably the biggest thing is it's just like, wow, that is, that is truly a lot of content that you would be, you would be blessed to yeah. know. Um, if you're, if you're a huge fan of the Clone Wars, yeah. um, I, I, which, both of us are obviously, I mean, mm-hmm. we wouldn't yeah. be talking about it so much if we weren't, but, um, yeah, I, I just, it sounds like something that almost works best in this medium where something like something like a, a graphic novel or a comic, um, doesn't quite capture maybe the, the character relationship, the, the way that writing quite does. Um, yeah. And well, cause I in think, books you're able to dive into the, the thoughts, the inner thoughts of, of the characters were in yeah. comic books. Yeah. You can get narration and stuff in comic books, but it's mostly dialogue kind of stuff, especially the way that the modern kind of star Wars comics are written where in this, you really can dive into those thoughts of what Obi-Wan's thinking, what Ahsoka's thinking, what Anakin's thinking and Asajj as well. Because I think where you would go back to like what I was talking about with the Tartakovsky series, Asajj is, you know, this cool badass character who does cool badass stuff. But considering 
<clears throat> excuse me, considering what we see with her character in the Clone Wars, as well as uh, some of the other novels as well, I think we're like with Dark Disciples, you're able to have this more nuanced perspective of this character. And I think that this book, you know, could be a lovely pairing with, you know, the the Jedi Lost, the the uh, the uh, drama audio series. Right. Um, I Yeah, I think that this is this is much more suited for a novel as opposed to a comic book is to be able to uh, really dive into the to the headspace of these characters for sure. Yeah, they they do say that. You know what they say? What do they say? They say I've heard that a picture mm. is worth a thousand words, but if you've got a novel that's like upwards of a thousand words, probably lots of a thousand words, probably way more than that. Uh, then yeah. you'd be you should consider yourself grateful. I think. Yeah, I think this story, I don't know, um, when is this coming out? Uh, I don't I don't have the release date here, but I think regardless of if it's before or after Kenobi, I think it's going to be a really lovely companion piece to that. And I think there's another book that we're going to be talking about um, soon here. We could just talk about it now, I suppose. We could we could hop, we could hop out of order. Yeah, but I think another book that, that we um, are going to be talking about, Padawan, I think both of these books will go really nicely um, with the Kenobi series. Uh, this book is written by uh, Kirsten White and gives us a story about Obi-Wan and his early days as a Padawan under Qui-Gon Jinn. And uh, judging by the synopsis here, I think the story will take place um, even earlier than uh, Claudia Gray's Master and Apprentice, which you just talked about recently. Interesting. And uh, I don't have to read the entire synopsis here, but this book really does seem to paint this picture of Obi-Wan as this young Padawan seeking adventure and wanting that opportunity to go out there and to and to make a difference and to you know impress his master. And we're also getting this portrait of Qui-Gon soon after, you know, Dooku leaves and after he leaves the order. And talk about books that are going to be diving into the headspace of these characters. I mean, Qui-Gon has been one of the endlessly fascinating characters to to do that with in canon because the Phantom Menace, we, we only get so much of him. Uh, so, so to have that opportunity in these books like Master and Apprentice is, is, and uh, Jedi Lost as well. It's been really fascinating and such a gift recently. I've absolutely loved that. Um, but I, uh, when you read the synopsis or when you think about what the, the promise of this book could be, what are some of the things that gets you a little bit excited? Well, I think one of the most exciting things for me is seeing we, we get a lot of uh, in, in the prequel trilogy, we get a lot of, or I should say at least in, in Attack of the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, there's this idea that Obi-Wan was once as headstrong as Anakin was, yeah. um, or that he was, uh, you know, at, at one time he was just as brash or just mm-hmm. as, uh, not, not necessarily careless, but, uh, that sense of adventure was there because, sure. I mean, can you imagine being a kid and being, you know, trained by a Jedi and of yeah. course that's going to be fun and you're going to want to go on missions and whatnot, but there's, there's the, the hint of things where in the Phantom Menace, uh, you know, Obi-Wan is to Qui-Gon what Anakin is to Obi-Wan in the later films, where he's, he's you know, playful and he's got the jokes and he's, you know, kind of the, 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 the sweet to Qui-Gon Jinn sour, you know, balancing it out in that way where it's like, Cute. you know, yes, that, that sounds like something that I can absolutely picture. This is not out of the realm of possibility. And it's even further of something that we, you know, already get little hints of where 
what's the point? You know, we've, we've seen the point where Obi-Wan wisens up and has to kind of have this, this harder exterior shell once Qui-Gon is gone. Uh, you know, and we've seen a little bit of before that let's, let's go into way more of that. I can totally see something like that. Um, just being really compelling. So I'm, I'm very interested. Yes. Yeah. And in the synopsis, we also get some ideas about, um, or some, some, you know, tidbits here about some of the, some, the, the population of this planet that they're traveling to on this mission. Uh, and, uh, a lot of the, the, the populace of this planet have a connection to the force. And I think that that's also going to be a really interesting portrait um, that's going to be painted here is how Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and maybe how Qui-Gon specifically is able to teach Obi-Wan about his connection to the Force. I mean, we we know that uh, Qui-Gon was the first one to become one with the Force and to be able to, to, to you know, have a life after death, essentially. And maybe the events of this book will kind of influence how that is, you know, uh, going to carry out in the future and how Al Qui-Gon maybe learns this skill or maybe gains new perspective about what the Force could be. And I love that Obi-Wan, who seemingly is like this model Jedi, I love seeing the younger, more brash version of him, like you said, and seeing how his perspective and and his teaching style is changed because he knows that that's what he's gone through you know he i was you know the same kind of impatient little shit that you are now and <laughs> I, I know how to do that like and i know how to how that's going to impact my decisions and you know what we talked about with the pre- previous book with ahsoka being able to pass that on to future generations and their their own uh, journey in their own path is how that influences their their teaching style and, and the lessons that they have to pass on to the next generation, I think will be absolutely fascinating. We got a lot of that in Master and Apprentice, but to be able to get Obi-Wan at a younger age and to get that real difference and in, in perspective and compare that to what we see in something like Rebels, where he's doesn't seek violence and he doesn't seek adventure and he's you know, like it's a full circle kind of thing there uh, to be able to to, to see yeah. that journey that he goes on, I think is going to be uh, an absolute feast for Star Wars fans and Obi-Wan fans specifically and Qui-Gon uh, yeah. fans too. <laughs> that, that's going to be a great kind of, um, like, like you said, this, this cyclical thing where we're going to get this, you know, very close to getting a Kenobi series where, right. you know, we, we get a chance to see, the stoic uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and teach Obi-Wan kind of the, you know, how to be a teacher also. Yeah. Um, and where that, where that comes from um, now realized and played out in something super, you know, super recent and, you know, yeah. something that hasn't even come out yet. That's yeah. sure. And I think when you look at a lot of the books that have come out, a lot of them are like kind of our, you know, openers for what's about to come. Like when you, you know, like a, a journey to fill in the blank, yeah. Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, whatever. And I think now that we're getting some of these other you know, TV shows that we're more looking forward to because we don't really have the films right now. I think this isn't officially a journey to Obi-Wan Kenobi, but it's kind of that idea of like, well, Kenobi's happening soon. So why not kind of, again, fill in the, fill in the gaps there of, of what we uh, haven't seen or haven't explored there. I think that that's a, an excellent idea. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. 
Uh, the last novel that um, we have to discuss here is Stories of Jedi and Sith, which is a collection from various authors, both returning and new to Star Wars. Uh, it's going to re- uh, arrive on June 7th in 2022. Uh, this is a young adult novel and has a ton of uh, new and old writers uh, in Star Wars, like I said. Um, I think out of all of the stories here, this is the one that maybe interests me the least, not because I'm... Uh, I think that this is going to be bad or anything. It's a it's a young adult book that is kind of a collection of of, of stories here. Um, but I think I feel like I know what to expect with this one, which isn't always a bad thing. And I think for a young reader, it could be really exciting to learn about their favorite characters or their favorite villains or Jedi or or what have you. But to me, that the idea that it's kind of these little segmented stories, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But we'll I, I think. I think the thing that does intrigue me about this is maybe getting stories of some Jedi that we haven't seen in live action. Maybe because that's the impracticality of whatever species there are. Or like, yeah. well, how does how does this guy fight? You know, you have those background weirdos in the Jedi Council where you look at and you're like, that guy's a Jedi. What does he do? You know, <laughs> that guy <laughs> doesn't even it. have any legs. He's exactly. just slithering it's just, around. Just, just all tail, you know, um, being able to see or hear some uh, adventures of, of those Jedi is what really excites me. But, you know, hearing another story about Luke Skywalker or, or Darth Vader or something like that, I don't know. It's exactly uh, quite up my alley. What are you thinking here with uh, stories of Jedi and Sith? I could see this being kind of an introductory thing to a lot of side characters, kind of like you said, um, just uh, almost almost these authors having fun with characters that they want to explore because they haven't been explored yet. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, we're if we're talking about time periods or or eras or missions that that are you know just brand new, brand new stuff. Um, yeah. Not necessarily like oh, there was once this Jedi named Luke Skywalker, right? Like that's mm-hmm. you know it's unfortunately played out, you know, not that it's not that it's like, oh, that's going to be boring. Um, for me, I think it's more interesting for an author who has the potential to write something very interesting and something brand new in this, in this collection of things, um, to really have their story kind of be out there. Um, something that I would love to see is some exploration of like, you know, if we're talking about like, these these eras that we don't quite know things about, you know, the the details on Ben Solo's training, you know, the, the details are a little bit fuzzy or like, w- you know, what was Kanan up to after Order 66? Where did he go and what was he doing? Um, was he in hiding? Was he like secretly a Jedi that was, you know, kind of helping the, you know, rebellion or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that? Um, I could see a lot of those things happening and I could also see a lot of, uh, maybe quote unquote ancient legends, uh, type things that are like, wow, this story of the first Jedi or the first Sith or what have sure. you. Yeah. I, I think what, like in regards to like the Kanan or the, the Luke Skywalker or, or, or whatever, I think even though some of those characters and some of their backstories have been covered in you know pretty thoroughly in comic books or whatever like right. the canon comic is 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 excellent i totally am in step with you or i would love to see some maybe a darth bane story or something like that yeah. like or, or something a little bit more ancient you know teasing things to come 
uh, whether that be an, an older public series or video games or whatever it's going to actually be. Or stuff. What if? High Republic stuff would also be great just to get these little kind of... Just, just these short stories where it's not a complete adventure. It's just maybe a random act of kindness or these moments of intrigue or whatever. Characters like Darth Vader, it's just like, I don't I don't know if there's even room to fill in the gaps with as many comic yeah. books and books and things that there are. It's so thoroughly explored. But the thing that's a little bit more We're exciting tell you about to me the, is... The first time that, that Darth Vader had to take a back-to-bath. Boy, <laughs> was it slippery. It was such and a And he mess. fell down and bonked his head. No, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I think exploring some of those uh, old... Old Republic characters. I know there was the Secrets of the Sith book with that just recently came out, and there was some yeah, artwork yeah. Of, of of Darth Bane. He has this like big lance looking lightsaber, which is pretty sweet. Uh, getting a story like that of you know how does he use this lightsaber? You know something like that. I think uh, I think could be fun, or maybe even uh, I would you be open to hearing some non-canon stories of maybe some some legend would. stories of of of. of you know, maybe some visions characters or things like that. Cause I, I think that that would be, would be great. It'd be so fun if this was a book of collection, uh, a book of a, a collection of stories that some of which were true, some of which weren't, or, you know, and kind of this, yeah. you can kind of pick and choose which ones you think are true and which ones are maybe a bit more, you know, that uh, embellished a little bit. I think, I think that that'd be a lot of fun. I think that that would be fun, but I think in some respect you have to kind of stick to a few not necessarily guidelines, but there has to be some points of adhesion where yeah. you are in a familiar place or with or with a familiar character or in a familiar time um, because reading about that kind of stuff is incredibly difficult to visualize if mm-hmm. if it's just, well, there was this one character and he had a lightsaber and he was fighting bad guys. And yeah, and I don't know if they're like, uh, Darth Bane was in a forest. I'm like, I've seen a forest before. I can, I I can probably that, figure I, it out. <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, but I, that's the thing is even still, I have an image of, of Darth Bane in my head. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I would love some new stuff, but I'd like it to be, I would like some new, or I would love some new canon or non-canon stuff, but I'd like it to be somewhat relatable. I guess, if that makes sure. sense, uh, especially sure. if it's going to be in a collection with other things that will most undoubtedly, undoubtedly be canon. Yeah. And I think when I, when I also think about the, the, from a certain point of view books, which are also like a collection of stories, yeah. it's not just the emperor and Darth Vader and Han and, you know, the big characters you think of. It's like, oh, you know, that background guy who's in a like two frames. Yeah. We're going to tell a story about that guy. Like that's, yeah. uh, that's so fascinating to me. And I'd it's love Camtono to guy. <laughs> exactly. I'd love to get those weird stories about some, some dude on the Jedi council that we never see, like yeah. actually do anything. Probably doesn't even have an action figure, but maybe some yodel stuff. Dude, Let's get some yodel if? stories. That'd be fantastic. I'd, I'd be thrilled. Yeah. I, I think that that's, uh, there's likely going to be some of that at least. Well, if one thing's for sure, we're going to be uh, doing a lot of reading uh, in 2022, or hey maybe man, no reading apparently. at all. It's up to you. <laughs> no, I will do some reading. I, I promise you that. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, we're going well, st- to start a new segment called uh, Noah Reads a Thing, and Garrett's already read it before, so we <laughs> won't talk about it. <laughs> Uh, but the, 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 the joke is it's also like seven months after it came out and everybody's already done reviews. And I'm like, I finally finished this book guys. <laughs> <laughs> we all just pity well, clap. Oh, well, I don't have uh, anything else to add. Do you have anything else to add about some of these books that we're going to be seeing uh, next year? I don't, I think we'll just have to talk about it when it gets a little bit closer, but probably for now, for now 
you know, I think it's time let's to wrap, wrap it up. up. Let's Thank wrap you guys it up. so much for tuning in with us. We hope you learned something today. If there's any topics or bits of news you think we should cover, you can head over to our Twitter and shoot us a message at scumvillainpod. But for now, this has been Scum and Villainy with Noah DeGeorge. And Garrett McDowell. And may the force be with you. We will see you next time. See you guys. See you guys.